our Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome in, everybody, to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Madjuke. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. Of course, as always, I am joined by my co-host, Marcus Mosher. Give him a follow, too, at Marcus underscore Mosher. And, of course, don't forget to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty Hit that subscribe button. Leave those five-star reviews. Help others find the show because we're getting into the thick of it. (laughs) We're getting into the thick of it, and we're here to give you league-winning advice for your dynasty leagues. And today we're going to be talking about some potential buy-low opportunities. We want to talk about some of these these second-year wide receivers that haven't yet seen the breakout. We've seen a lot of production from the 2020 class already, but do we believe some of these under the radar guys still have a chance for that big breakout and is this the time to buy yeah kate i think there's a a couple guys out there that have some interesting value right now we're going to talk about some guys from the 2020 class uh, and i'm excited to get into it absolutely we are going to be talking first i I want to talk about henry ruggs Mm. all right i'm going to start this show off in a very marcus mosier friendly (laughs) friendly opportunity for you Friendly fire. I need to hear I need to hear the opportunity to buy Henry Ruggs because I do believe that Henry Ruggs has been one of these guys that you're you're eyeballing more than I am. So I need you to sell me on Henry Ruggs. Well, I I, I might not be able to, Kate. So over the weekend I did some research on Henry Ruggs because I was interested at he's currently going as wide receiver fifty-six in startup leagues, which is just absolutely insane. Uh, we could, At first, we could make the, the positive case for him, right? This was the first receiver drafted in 2020. The Raiders took him at number 12, and he had his moments, right? Like when he was healthy, he was creating big plays down the field. He averaged uh, over 17 yards per reception last year. He had 500 yards from scrimmage. So you can see the potential in Henry Ruggs. However, I'm just not sure the volume is going to be there. Kate, last year, the Raiders had the second fewest wide receiver targets in the NFL, 14.9 wide receiver targets per game. Uh, That's not great. And I know Ruggs is this, you know, super efficient receiver, but if you're only going to garner five or six targets a game, that's just not going to be enough to consistently put him in our starting lineup. So, Unless he gets just a ginormous target target share this year or the Raiders open up their passing offense, which frankly I don't see, I think he's a player that you kind of want to avoid at ADP right now because I just don't see a breakout coming. I mean, Henry Ruggs, we knew when he was drafted as the first wide receiver off the board, we knew that the Raiders liked his speed, of yes. course. Yes, yes. That's they they really seem to have this thing for the speedy wide receiver who can open up the offense. Henry Ruggs, he has been a, a part of that historic Alabama line of receivers. But, you know, we just never really saw, uh, I guess, a, a full breakout for Henry Ruggs, even in the best offense in football. But even with that argument, you can chase your tail which came first did he not have that big dominant breakout season because Mm -hmm. he's on an offense filled with talent or did he just not command that giant target share is he more of one of these guys that maybe is better for his nfl offense than he is for 
fantasy football purposes. And that is always the the axe that you want to grind with efficiency. In his final season with Alabama, he had 55 targets, caught 40% of those. That's that's pretty efficient for a guy that, you know, we're, we're targeting uh, a bit further down the field in general. He's mm-hmm. a, a speedster. He can produce yards after the catch. I just don't, I don't think we're ever going to see the volume there. But then going back to the question, this I feel like Henry Ruggs is the biggest chicken or the egg situation because you look at what the Raiders have accomplished and you look at the uh, you know production of Darren Waller, the target share that they fed the tight end position, mm-hmm. and have they done that because they didn't have a wide receiver? So it's one of these things that it's really hard to see, you know, like – did they not target the wide receivers because they just didn't have that true alpha? Or did they not have a true alpha because they had Darren Waller? It's. I, I think it's, that's the, the part of it. It's right? hard. I, th- I also think the Raiders want to be this run-first team that uses play action to set up Darren Waller in the passing game. And I think they want to take two or three shots down the field to Henry Ruggs, and that's fine. I think... I think he could be really good as that, you know, occasional deep ball guy that just takes the top off the, de- you know, the defense. But I just don't think the volume is going to be there. And I think he he doesn't project as this alpha number one receiver. He's not in a passing offense like the Chiefs, where they're throwing the ball forty times a game, and you have Patrick Mahomes throwing him the ball down the field. It's it's just it's not going to happen. I do think there's a chance that. You know, maybe he stays healthy and he's a thousand yards and seven touchdowns. I think that's certainly on the table. But if that's the upside, Kate, you probably want to look elsewhere because I think there's other players out there that have a higher ceiling than what Henry Ruggs does. And if that's the upside for a guy that was drafted twelfth overall, I don't, I don't like that as much. I don't. I I want the first wide receiver in the NFL draft to be more of an asset. Like it feels like just a Corey Davis situation all over again. Don't take the bait always on the draft capital. I'm with you there. I'm not totally in on Henry Ruggs. I'm not sure that I, I really buy into what the Raiders are building just yet. I think they've made lots of moves, but there are a lot of moves that I can't really tell what, what are you going for here? Well, can, can I know? ask you a question about the, the receivers? Because there's another one I wanted to bring up on this show. Uh, Brian Edwards, a, another second-year receiver. Uh, he actually started early on in the season before he got hurt. Like, he was playing a significant amount of the snaps. Now, he does profile kind of as that true alpha outside receiver. Uh, super young breakout age, very productive at South Carolina. Would you rather have Brian Edwards or Henry Ruggs? I honestly think I'd rather have Brian Edwards, especially mm-hmm. at cost. Cost is definitely a, a, a thing there. I think Brian Edwards, he was so overly hyped. I think even Ruggs, he was he was much more hyped than Ruggs. If I'm if I'm remembering back to my dynasty experience last season, sure, I mean sure. the hype for Brian Edwards was so real. And he got injured. It didn't work out. It did not play out the way all of us had projected Brian Edwards to. I'd rather take him at cost. And you know what? If we're looking at, uh, if you're somebody who buys into the hype, the off-season hype, the uh, you know OTA buzz and all of that, Brian Edwards is actually a guy that we've heard some pretty nice mm-hmm. comments about that there could be a breakout coming. So, uh, I mean, Brian Edwards, I, you like that cost. He's a wide receiver, 69 
in startups right now. I, I, I like that he's 22 years old, 6'3", 212 pounds. He's definitely got the build aspect. And, I mean, he's he's definitely a guy that can be capable of some really big plays, especially with the fact that the way that they've set up this offense, like you had alluded to, they've provided Derek Carr, as gross as it, it sounds to come out of your mouth, they provided him some opportunities to really take off the top. And he performed really well. He was one of the best deep passers in the league last mm-hmm. year. Yes. But, it, um. I, you know. It sounds gross. <laughs> I want to say something about Brian Edwards really quickly before we have to take a break. So just to kind of the, the career arc here for Edwards. So he doesn't go to the senior bowl because he's nursing a foot injury. And then he breaks uh, he breaks his fifth metatarsal, has surgery, misses the combine, no pro days because of COVID, no offseason because of COVID and the injuries. He comes into training camp. He plays so well that he earns a starting job. He plays, I'm, I'm looking at the, the snaps right now, 75% of the snaps in week one, 61% of the, percent of the snaps in week two, gets hurt in week three, injures his leg, misses the next five weeks really, comes back, doesn't play quite as much, and then in the final game of the season, finally starts to look like himself again from everything I've seen out in training camp, or excuse me, out in OTAs and mini camps, this is somebody who looks like he's in phenomenal shape, significantly quicker than what we saw last year. I think the hype has died down a little bit and you are getting a much better player than we saw at this time last year at a much cheaper price. Do you have any concerns at all? I mean, so in terms of college dominator rating, you look at Brian Edwards, fantastic, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, 94th percentile in college dominator rating. Are there any concerns at all that that we just never saw a really full profile of work? I, we just never saw him truly dominate. I know he has the dominator rating, mm-hmm. but we never saw him surpass 71 catches in a single season. It's South Carolina, so it's not like he's, he's broken out within uh, like the Alabama offense. There's a little. It's a little bit different when you're you're the South Carolina Gamecocks than it is sure. when you're uh, truly breaking out at, in a a more competitive offensive system. Are there any concerns there that we just haven't seen? You know that true big time breakout. Like I mean, all all things considered, his breakout was a a baby breakout mm-hmm. compared to some of the more illustrious uh, wide receivers that we could be looking at. It's a fair question. So in 2017, he was 19 years old. Uh, He had just under 800 yards and five touchdowns. And again, not a huge season, but it's also important to remember who he was playing with. It's not Alabama, but he was playing with Debo Samuel and Hayden Hurst, you know, two guys that are pretty good NFL players. And that was a pretty low volume passing offense with some pretty awful quarterback plays. So, I get the concerns, but to basically have three straight seasons of at least you know 800 total yards, uh, five or six touchdowns every year, I'm not super worried about it. I just think he's had some bad luck in going into some low volume passing offenses, but I do think I do think he's the the Raider wide receiver you want to own going forward. All right, let's take a quick break, and we will get back into yet another potential second year breakout. Wanted to tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, MLB, and NHL are in full swing. 
Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is use the promo code LOCKEDON. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. We are talking second-year wide receivers today. We kicked it off talking about Henry Ruggs, the potential for the number one receiver in the draft to break out. Finally, does he have it in him? I, I think we've both agreed. We're not, we're not buying that, but we will take Brian Edwards as the wide receiver 69 in Dynasty Startups as a flyer who I, I do think that that size advantage, I love what that could bring. And he does have the potential to get down the field. Let's let's head out east, all right? Mm. right? We've been out west. I want to head out east, and I want to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles and what we can expect from Jalen Rager, who, my God, my God, did we hype Jalen Rager to the point of no return? And... You want to talk about a potential post-hype sleeper? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you could have had a more post-hype guy than Jalen Rager. He was so, so, he was everybody's favorite sleeper last year, and he let us down. But we didn't really see him get that fantastic opportunity. That, it, it, we've said, you know, can we really truly grade Jalen Hurts in his production I don't know, because we we didn't see him in a great offensive system. The same goes for Jalen Rager. Mm -hmm. But he was being drafted as a top 10 rookie pick last season. ADP in this time last year, Adam being drafted ahead of Justin Jefferson. What do we expect from Jalen Rager heading into 2021? Yeah, so Rager is another one of these guys that played a bunch of snaps early. Uh, Week one, played 59% of the snaps. Week two, played 85%. And then he got hurt, and they put him on the injured reserve list, and he really missed about five weeks. Um, I don't think he was ever healthy at any point during the season, and then there was a quarterback change. I think the best thing about Rager now is it sounds like he's going to be moving into the slot with Devontae Smith on the outside. And I just think that makes way more sense for him, Kate. It sounds like he cut some weight. He tried to bulk up for the combine. Uh, I think he came in at 206 pounds. I think he's at his best when he's like 195. Uh, he's quick. He's strong. I do think there's some value here. Now, I, I, I don't know how to value Rager in terms of like how he fits with Hertz um, because I don't know if Hertz is the, the, the most accurate quick release guy that, to deliver, you know, eight, nine targets to slot receivers. Uh, but I do think there is some pretty good value here from Rager. I, going as wide receiver 44 on DLF, I don't hate it. Who would you rather have at this point? Uh, at at cost, they're right, sort of right around the same range here. Would you rather take a flyer on Jalen Rager or would you rather take a, a flyer on the aforementioned Brian Edwards? I think it's Rager for me, um, and I actually don't think it's all that close. I think Rager is the more talented receiver. Um, yeah, it's Rager. Okay. Is there any chance? I mean, it, my wife, especially, if you guys aren't familiar with her, Michelle, she is actually a very big believer in terms of what 
the Eagles might be able to accomplish this season. I know we've had questions about the the changes at coach. We've seen questions about Jalen Rager. He obviously didn't have a super accurate rookie season, but again, you're looking at a very dysfunctional system in the 2020 season. So I do think there's a lot of upside to be had there in terms of uh, the the talent. I know we should potentially see some more, uh, maybe a, a greater target share mm-hmm. allotted for Rager if we do see the departure of Zach Ertz, like we've all just sort of taken for granted that he's not going to be there. I'm not sure uh, that I'm totally all in, but I do think that Rager is a guy that, you know, if you're trying to get a trade done where you've got some bigger names in there, you might be able to throw Jalen Rager in there and sneak him, sneak him into that little group there where you are going to be able to possibly get him at a nice value as a throw-in piece with plenty of upside. It's just, it's so hard when we're looking back at rookie ADP. If we don't see a breakout in year one, we toss these guys aside. And I don't think we've really seen Jalen Rager have that opportunity yet in terms of being able to properly evaluate that. The guy's 22 years old. Let's give him a, let's give him another minute before we have him washed up on the shores of Philadelphia. Is there water in Philadelphia? I don't even know. <laughs> so, do I, who knows? Who cares? Um, <laughs> so I, I'm looking at the Eagles passing numbers from last year, and, and Greg Ward got 79 targets. Travis Fulgham got 67 targets. You mentioned Zach Ertz. He got 72 targets. Ertz isn't going to be there. Ward and Fulgham are going to see their targets drop a bunch. So Rager, who got 54 targets in 11 games, uh, it, I don't think it's all that unlikely, Kate, that he gets... 95 100 targets in 17 games assuming he can stay healthy right that seems pretty pretty reasonable and if he's playing in the slot and can average let's say like he did last year you know 10 11 12 yards per catch okay now we have somebody who can be a a wide receiver three in fantasy and i think you can get him at pretty cheap prices right now so i i'm certainly not throwing him away i'm maybe just not as excited about him as i was at this time last year well, and uh, the one one final thing that I do want to bring up in regards to Jalen Hurts, I had alluded to his inaccuracies during his rookie season, but overall, uh, you know, we, we saw that sub-60% completion rate in his rookie season, but overall, we've actually had a pretty decent track re- record for Jalen Hurts in his three seasons with Alabama. Um, He actually completed 62% of passes, 60, 72. And in his final season with Oklahoma, 69% of his pass attempts were completion. So I do think we've, we've overdriven this narrative that he's not an accurate quarterback. And I do think that, I mean, any, anytime a guy's lined up in the slot, if you are in a PPR scoring format, there can generally be, some value that you're unlocking there just mm-hmm. by by way of volume uh, in, in terms of having these guys move the chains for their offense. It's it's generally pretty, pretty darn fun for fantasy if you are able to get some of these guys who fill that role for their offense and you just rack up points. They're not sexy points because, you know, they're not being targeted, uh, you know, 15 yards down the field, but points per reception is a beautiful, well, a beautiful think, thing. Right. I mean, I, 
it wouldn't be unrealistic to see him have a Jamison Crowder-like season this year, right? Where it's 850 yards and six touchdowns, right? And that's not going to get anybody super excited. But if he's catching 80 balls on those 800 yards, again, I, I think that's that's usable for fantasy. And from what we saw last year, Rager wasn't all that usable. So if you can make that leap and then maybe in year three, you know, become even more efficient, uh, that's when you get excited. All right, I love it. Let's take another quick break before we close out the show with what I think is the prize of this week's podcast because there's a guy, uh, there's a second-year receiver who has been the, the on the receiving end of lots of hype. So we're going to get into him when we get back. Are you ready to try the best-tasting protein bar ever? Look no further than Built Bar. Built Bars are soft, easy to chew, covered in 100% chocolate, and they are great for the health-conscious guy or gal. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat with a low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber option with Built Bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors, and six delicious new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, my favorite, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. They've got a flavor for whatever you might be craving. Right now, Built Bar is offering our listeners 20% off of your next order using promo code LOCKEDON. Go check out BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON, for 20% off your next order. Start off this new year right, and let's go ahead and get fit together. And what better way to do so than indulging in a delicious and healthy treat? BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON. Just wanted to tell you guys about rockauto.com. It's a family business that has been serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Welcome back into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. We are talking about second year receivers. And there's one name that I feel like has been a recurring trend hmm. in uh, this OTI note. OTA is always a time where you have to worry about the news that you're consuming, but LaVisca Chenault has dominated headlines in Jaguars OTAs. It feels like he's the he's the one we're getting all of the hype. Uh, we saw uh, Tommy Garrett put out an article saying that LaVisca Chenault's like the guy we need to watch coming into the following season. He's been one of these really solid performers that uh, we were all pretty excited for because we know he has a really diverse skill set. Are you believing in LaVisca Chanel as a, as a potential rookie, or I'm sorry, second-year breakout with a rookie quarterback? 
Yes, I am, because I, I, this isn't a typical rookie quarterback that he's going to be playing with, right? Like, the, the quarterback that he gets in Trevor Lawrence is going to be by far the best quarterback that he's ever played with. And on top of that, Chenault was, like, sneaky good last year, Kate. So if you look at the 13 games that he played, which he played at least 15% of the snaps, so there was one game in there where he got hurt early on in the first quarter against the Texans. So... 13 games uh, with at least basically 11 snaps. Uh, he averaged over 53 yards a game and about, you know, 0.4 touchdowns. And that's on a pretty bad offense. And again, I think it's important to remember the kind of how the offseason went for him, right? He wasn't able to do anything last offseason. No combine, no pro day uh, because of a, I believe it was a sports hernia surgery that he had. No OTAs, no mini camps. He didn't do a ton of training camp. Uh, But when he was on the field and when he finally got healthy, he looked really dynamic. And now that he's fully healthy, he's had a year under his belt, it would not shock me at all if that's the leading receiver on this Jacksonville team. It seems like this is the type of player that Urban Meyer has had in the past and has absolutely loved, whether it's Percy Harvin or Curtis Samuel. Uh, I do think Chenault is this, not a better version of Percy, but I think he's a better version of Curtis Samuel. He's six foot one, two hundred and twenty-five pounds. You can run the jet sweeps with him. You can give him wide receiver screens. I think he's developing as a receiver as well. I really like Chenault. I think a thousand total yards and seven or eight touchdowns is very, very likely for him. All right, now I Lavisca Chenault. He is another guy that. Uh, you know, he wasn't quite as popular on in the in the popularity contest that was 2020 rookie rankings. Uh, was sort of being taken right around like the end of the second round. So he's not somebody that I think got too much hype. But the hype has definitely been growing for LaVisca Chenault throughout mm-hmm. the season. I think once you saw him on the field and, and be able to make plays after the catch and uh, the diversity of the way that he was utilized, it, it was it was appealing to people. Now, LaVisca Chenault, out of all of these, these potential uh, breakouts, he is the most expensive that we've talked about. At this point in Dynasty Startups, going as the wide receiver 34. Mm-hmm. So he's going ahead of, of veteran assets that I do think... Uh, maybe are being a bit overlooked, like Adam Thielen. He's go- he's being drafted ahead of Adam Thielen, which I do think is is interesting because I think Adam Thielen's a really nice buy now piece. But I mean, going right behind a, a guys like Cooper Cup, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I, I just think there's there's a lot of value behind Tyler Lockett. Immediately behind Tyler Lockett, that's interesting to me because you are having to pay up. What do you think the absolute ceiling is for him? Because I'm looking at a lot of these guys going around him that I do think have just as much upside, right? And we've we've seen a bigger track record from guys like Cooper Cup and and you know I, I feel it's like a, there are some question. safer picks around it, him. It's a good question. Um, I think there's a very comparable player for him right now. Uh, when you look at his rookie season and you look at his athleticism. His rookie year is not all that dissimilar to what we saw from DJ Moore in Carolina in 2018. And then in 2019, we saw DJ Moore uh, get significantly more targets. He caught more passes. And all of a sudden, now he's a 1,200-yard receiver. I kind of think Chanel has more touchdown potential. I think he is a very good prospect. I think if he wasn't hurt during the pre-draft process, I think 
he doesn't fall to 43. I think he goes in the low 20s, very similar to where DJ Moore went. And right now we're valuing DJ Moore as a top 15 receiver in fantasy. I think this is your last time to get to get Chenault outside of the top 20 in ADP for receivers. I really do. All right. I love it. Guys, let us know which of these underrated uh potentially underrated i'm not gonna i'm not gonna (laughs) i'm not gonna bite but tell us which of these these second year receivers that you're buying into and if there's a name that we left off i want to hear about it write us at locked on dynasty be sure to give me kate a follow on twitter at fffallblast give marcus a follow at marcus underscore mosier and we will see you guys on thursday